Hello and welcome to the Cabin Fever Podcast. Welcome. We are coming to you from 2021. Why did you say that like a, a little spooky ghost, Maddie? Because it is like, it's crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. Absolutely nuts. This is the first full episode that we're recording this year and I'm amped. I've just chugged an entire green smoothie and I'm ready to <laughs> fucking go. I have thankfully come down from my anxiety attack that I had earlier today, and I'm also ready to go. Isn't that <laughs> precious? So. <laughs> Who are you? You're really giving me, like, Link from Hairspray energy today. Thank you! <laughs> if you are noticing a change in Maddie's energy this week... This Tune in for Maddie. the next episode. Tune in for the next episode. But guys, if you're like, Maddie seems different, I also think Maddie seems different. It is like night and day between her and the old one since something happened, which we'll be talking about next week. And it's but... not just the kilo of spinach I just fucking shot it down <laughs> my gullet, guys. <laughs> now, where are we coming to them from today? Oh, oh, I want, I want to do it. Go for we it. Oh, I don't know how to set the scene, but I'm just, I'm envisioning us on top of a palm tree. Like, oh, you know mine how... was very tropical too. I was like ah! near a waterfall. Fun. Tropical vibes all around today. Well, I bet that's exactly how all of you listening, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, are feeling right now. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just feel like we're just sitting there and like, you'd think it'd be uncomfortable because there's so many big spiky leaves there, but the, the middle of the palm tree is quite cushiony and we're pretty comfy. Here recording. So Maddie, what is your win for the week before we dive into this episode, which is going to be all about how to bust this year, babe? Yeah, it's a fresh start episode. And boy, is that, boy, is that necessary? And boy, is that accurate? It's it's resonating pretty strongly with your co-host here today. Yes. So my win, uh, Fiona and I have actually started having our little weekly meetings again. We have, which, and which, by the way, again, night and day, Maddie was the one who brought it up. Yeah, I was like, is it meeting time, Fiona? Shall we go? Anyway, um, <laughs> during our meetings, which really should be something we talk about in this episode, but we haven't got yeah. it in the notes. We'll do um, another one. We're, we're going to have to do a full productivity episode is what I've realized. Oh, trying absolutely. to put together this one. Um, but my win during our meeting was just everything. <laughs> Yeah. Everything was my win. And we also have like a lesson and my lesson was also everything. And usually I will call out, like we will both call out if someone's like, I don't know, everything, but it like, it wasn't even vague this time. It's just actually relevant. Has truly never been more accurate in my life. Yeah. So my win is Mm -hmm. literally the entirety of the two weeks preceding (laughs) the recording of this podcast. (laughs) We'll let anyone take a guess on what happened on that day. You guys are going to love episode. the next episode. It's going to be so good. Um, and my win is... Everyone knows what my win is going to be this week. Jojo Siwa came out. She is gay. We have a lesbian Jojo Siwa, and I'm so happy about it. Lesbian icon. I cannot wait for the next Jojo Siwa concerts, where it's going to be a bunch of like literal children, like possibly even younger than when we went to see the Little Mix concert. And then, like, 30% just a shit ton of gays. <laughs> it's going to be so fucking good. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, yes, that is my win. Do you have any wines, this new enlightened spinached up Maddie? Is there anything to whine about in that world? So, I had two wines. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them <laughs> <Was a Shiraz. laughs> escapes me. 
You think I'd be drinking a fucking shiraz? I know you wouldn't. Do you know how much self-control it is taking me to not just make myself a fucking Bellini? I want a Bellini so fucking bad. And I have so many (laughs) bottles of like champagne and Prosecco in the house. But self-control, guys. Self-control. She's a new queen. Anyway. There's a tiny little lizard crawling. (laughs) He just fell. He was crawling up the wall outside (laughs) and he just dropped. He's so small. Oh, I do. I remembered my other wine. So mm-hmm. one's a little wine and one's like life and soul crushing. Okay. My little wine is the fact that I did a poll on our Cabin Fever Instagram at Hey Cabin Fever about whose thoughts would drive Edward Cullen crazy fastest. And like pe- some people voted for you. I know. And I don't I'm understand. Serious, and like, woman. I just feel like we are both being really misunderstood by the fans. It's just so funny because... It's just that I would not care if I was being misunderstood by the fans, but Jesus, you so deeply care about if you're yeah, being misunderstood. But by I just the don't fans. understand. It's I think it's like the implication that like I don't have that many thoughts. I'm like I have more thoughts than anyone on this fucking planet. You have no idea what it's like to be in my head, and I don't mean that in like a teenage diary way. I mean like scientifically, someone should do a study. Yeah. Right. And like I think people truly think that I'm just like empty, and then like boys. I'm like no. I think about everything all the time. I can't even catch my own thoughts so so fast, guys. And also, do you not yeah, think that ADHD. the breakdown, the full fucking breakdown that I had when people were voting for you, that yeah. would drive... I'm just so, such a petty little child as well. That would drive it's, him you're crazy. You're just such an Enneagram 3 sometimes. It is so funny to me. So that's my first wine. What's your wine? Um, well, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I just looked at my list. I didn't write down a wine. I've got I a guess... second one if you want. Oh, well, you you take a second one and I'll think of something to complain about. I'll think of something to be a little bitchy, moany, moany woman about. Okay, this is a really um, significant one. Uh-huh. Fiona, what is my number one favorite conspiracy theory? Like my little baby of a conspiracy theory. Diana? That's right. The Duke of Edinburgh <laughs> bumping off the people's princess. Yeah. I truly was like... Okay, no, you know what the issue is, though, right? So half the time, like, when if, it, if I'd said, like, Megalodon is still real, like, I don't know if they're conspiracy or not, because I forget which one is the truth. So, like, Diana, in my mind, that's truth. So I keep forgetting that that is a conspiracy theory to some people. Yes, yeah, so here's the thing. So Megalodon, I would say I'm at, like, a 5% of that being real. Mm-hmm. And that 5% is simply, we don't know what's all down in the ocean, but the yeah. likelihood of there being a Megalodon is incredibly low. Mm-hmm. Princess Diana getting bumped off by Philip or someone else in that happened. circle. Simply happened. I was at, like, 99. Like, I was, like, 100%. <laughs> like, Prince Philip bumped off the people's princess. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, sadly, I took in some further facts. Mm-hmm. And so previously, a lot of my facts came from a documentary that was commissioned by Dodi El-Fayed's father. So, Mm -hmm. and he is very much on board with, like, my son and the people's princess were bumped off by the royal family. So it was a somewhat biased documentary. But just knowing the royal family, I'm like, they they would do that. Of course (laughs) they would do that. And, like, once I found out that, like, there was a contract between like Perry and Zane when they were dating and they had to like undo the contract when Zane left One Direction for them to break up. That, that is bad. that blew a hole through my fucking mind and now I will believe anything is true. Yeah. Right? So then I you know take what my in favorite this- thing though is my favorite thing about 
the contract for Zane and Perry. Also, is- we're not meant to know that this is not public knowledge. This is just something that we know because someone told me one time that works for somewhere. <laughs> so I shouldn't know that. But Should we allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> look, it could also be a lie because the person that who I used to be friends with who told me that now it just fucking s- they suck. They'll know who they are, though. <laughs> She's not listening. And, well, she's not anyway, listening. and she was also really mean to me. So. She was very mean to you, Maddie. And she doesn't follow me on anything now, so I'm out. She's not. She's not funny about Camp Fever because of me. I'm so high on that green smoothie. I'm like rocking back and forth on my floor. Go on, yes. Okay, I'm gonna speak about it mysteriously now. So if you need to edit around it, you can. Yeah. But my favorite thing about Maddie and I learning that two of our favorite pop stars who were in a relationship were actually in it because of a contract is the fact that we know and accept that, but we are still furious at him for dumping her. Oh, well, I think that there were real emotions involved. Like, she screamed in an airport, Fiona. She cried on stage. We've seen I it. I know, but, like, so, maybe that was just a performance because no, they have no. a contract. Come on, we've both been through heartbreak. I think we, you know, <laughs> come on, come on. Anyway, so that was what bust my mind when I happened to conspiracy and oh then God. I took in this documentary about Princess Diana just a couple years ago. And since then, like, unequivocally, I've been like, Prince Philip fucking murdered the people's princess. He yeah. ordered it. If it wasn't him, it was someone else in the family. And I had, like, so much to back this up in my mind. <laughs> and then I made the terrible mistake of taking in more facts. Oh, no. So if you look at, like, the court case and whatnot, like, that can very much play into the bump off theory yeah but i listened to a podcast it's the same podcast that i talked about the oj thing last time Mm -hmm. um you're wrong about and they just really did go through some of the facts about like the timing of the accident because that was my main thing i was like princess diana didn't die till she got to the hospital she was alive for so long in that tunnel like and there's just like so much random stuff they went into like the physics of how the car would have crashed on its own and all this stuff and so i was like God fucking damn it. You're like, yeah, I'm a physician. But like they, yeah, that's, that's who does physics, physicians. <laughs> <laughs> Go to my fucking God. GP and I'm like, how did Princess Diana die? <laughs> She's like, we're here to take your fucking blood pressure. I'm like, it's going to go right up if you don't tell me what happened to the people's princess. If you won't tell me exactly how Princess Diana's car <laughs> But anyway, there's this thing about like the entrance to the tunnel. There's like an incline at an angle where if you're going a certain speed, your tires leave the ground. And when you come back down, the tires, if you're not a masterful driver, will be at an angle. You'll hit the, like there was some physics. And then they were talking about how the Parisian ambulance, it's like very standard that they will attend to you at the scene for as long as they have to before taking you to the hospital. So they yeah. really did debunk. So now I'm at 50-50 again because I'm not willing to go down to zero. Damn, that's upsetting. Yeah, so I'm mad at myself for taking in more facts because I really do just love having that little identifier of like deeply believing that Prince Philip had Princess Diana bumped off. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but the fact that like I was accidentally a 9-11 truther for like a really long time. <laughs> yeah, we need to do a whole episode about like conspiracy theories that we've accidentally like fully bought yeah, into. Yeah, but just like a little teaser for that episode when it comes up so you guys know how good it's going to be. Essentially, when I was like 16, 17, I got really obsessed with this website. It's called topdocumentaries.com and I would just watch a lot of documentaries because I was, you know, not like other girls. Um, and I started watching a lot of like 9-11 documentaries and then accidentally, because this wasn't a really like, you know... There wasn't really much 
It was an illegal website, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't much happening on topdocumentaries.com. So I just consumed a lot of truth documentaries and then just absorbed them into my tiny teenage brain as complete fact. Like, didn't doubt it and went through until I was about, like, 24, just genuinely believing that everyone believed that jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Or that, like, there's no way in hell that the tower would have fallen if the plane hit it from that angle had there not been explosives inside Absolutely not. And so I just, like, believed it. And I never had a conversation with anyone about it because I didn't think it was a fringe belief to have. I was just like, yeah, everyone believes this. I'm not going to be like, hey, we all agree about 9-11 because that's just a weird conversation to have. Anyway, (laughs) I brought it up with Riley once, jokingly, and then I, like, made a comment being like, no, but, like, for real, though, it is. And then she was like, wait, what? (laughs) And then I had to explain to her that I really deeply believed that 9-11 was an inside job. And then we had to have a very long conversation where she gave me more information. I was like, oh, huh. Look at that. (laughs) So I guess both of us basing our entire opinions off heavily biased documentaries (laughs) is maybe not the best idea. I can't believe it's come to that. (laughs) Yeah, so that could be your wine too. Yeah, that's my wine. Shall we dive into the episode, Maddie? Yeah, let's dive right on in. It's a new year, you know? It may be the 23rd of January when we're recording this, but it's still a new year. I'm sure we've all had a weird month. No one can deny it is a new year. What does one do for a new year, for a fresh start, right? Oh, Maddie, let me answer. My hand is raised. Yes, Fiona. I like to set goals. Can we talk about goal setting? We were planning to do that first, but now looking at the notes, I feel like it makes a lot more sense. (laughs) For us to start by just with our tone setting activities and tips for a general reset. Okay. The first thing you can do, and this is one that both of us do all the time, and it is fabulous, mm-hmm. is make a freaking vision board, guys. Yes. And if the idea of making like a traditional vision board is too much right now, like fully sitting down and being like, what do I want in life? That's fine. All you need is like a couple of magazines to cut up and like a piece of cardboard or just a notebook. Yeah. And just make... A, a little vision board of just photos that give you a good vibe. This could be like a picture of the sky. It can be a champagne bottle. It can be like an interior design photo from a magazine. It can be a tiny picture of a little baby crocodile, which we both have on our vision boards. <laughs> it's a really cute little crocodile from the Jetstar magazine. All you need to do is just make a collage of imagery that gives you a good vibe and in your mind is like, this is what I'm working towards. Just the feeling that this collage evokes is something to anchor me and just give me a new vibe to yeah. embody. That's why yeah. I honestly, the little wire mesh things I have above my desk is just like an ever-changing vision board and it's great. So I just move different postcards and photos around. Yeah, and I have a little, a pin board. So I you do. can go for either of those options or a notebook or a piece of cardboard. Or a Pinterest board if you're not like a physical realm person. I prefer to have mine out and about and it's also like fun having like the physical activity to do it. Yeah. If, you're just, if you're just getting started, just do a Pinterest one. Mm-hmm. Um, my tip is going to be clean your entire goddamn house. Like everything from top to bottom. God, I don't know if it's the ADHD hyper-focusing, but nothing is more satisfying when you spend a whole day cleaning every single inch of your house. Including the kitchen cupboards, bitch. I've added on here in the notes. You are big the, on kitchen cupboards. The feeling of going through like your cupboards, whether it's in the kitchen, bathroom, bedroom, whatever, and just taking everything out, getting rid of the stuff you don't need and putting it back in an order, yeah. you will transcend this mortal realm. It's like, there is no better feel. I want to do that tonight, actually. 
Yeah, and while you're doing it, another helpful tip, listen to Cabin Fever. Just pop pop that on while you're cleaning. Listening to Cabin Fever, that's a great one. It's a great way to, to have a general reset because you're like, wow, life inspo, really fun facts, just general enlightenment. Thank you. Sign me up. Um, <laughs> the next one, which is a great one just to set a vibe in general, but if you have a specific candle that Oof. has a clean smell yes. or a fresh smell, light a new candle once the apartment is clean. So clean your whole apartment. I hate lighting apartments when uh, lighting candles when my apartment isn't clean. It doesn't. It stresses it. me out. I'm like the smell is gonna get lost. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel the same way though. If like the apartment's really messy, I'm like, why would I light a candle in here? It will do absolutely nothing. Yes, it will stress clutter. me out. So. <laughs> No point. So once you've done the cleaning your apartment and including all your cupboards, light whatever the fuck the candle is. You know that candle. You know what candle it is. Yeah. Light it. Also doing a complete brain dump. So, you know, we're taking away from cleaning up the physical and cleaning up the mental uh, or the internal, as you could say. Um, but just journal. Get a new journal. I actually recently started a new journal for my business stuff and I'm really excited because then if I want to like... It's not like necessarily manifesting, although some could read it that way, I suppose. But just like venting about anything, get a journal, do a brain dump. Just write anything and everything that you are thinking of, any ideas you have, anything you want to get rid of, what you're feeling. Just smash it all out on paper. Yeah. And also sometimes it can be um, a bit of a hindrance to write it by hand because I know my brain works a lot faster than my handwriting. Mm -hmm. So you can just open a Google Doc or something and just, just type. Just get everything out of your brain. And that means that like your thoughts are down. You can go back through and pick out little ideas from it later, mm-hmm. but you don't have to hold them all in your head anymore. And it also can be very helpful to help you let go of things, which ties into the next point, which is tie up loose ends. Ooh, so if there's little bow. That's right. Or just like in some twine and throw them in a river. So works. if there's anything that you're like, I just don't want to carry this energy with me, but I need to finish it. So it could be like, something on your to-do list that you've been putting off if it's going to take you less than a day like just do it or if there's some an admin task that like you don't want to do just do it if there's a project that's been dragging on for too long just finish it like if you have anything in your brain that you're like this is a loose end and like i don't want to carry this through yeah i think it's especially when it feels like it's being connected to the past version like sometimes if i have to start like a new project i will do every single admin thing before it because then i'm like I don't have admin to think about. I can just focus on the project and just, it's such a nice clean break. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be like completely finishing something. So an example would be like my book. I don't have to completely finish (laughs) writing my entire book to tie up that loose end. I just need to finish the section of it that I was working on or the task that's outstanding there. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, this, this clearly defined next step is part of my new phase, but I'm finishing the old phase that's been dragging before I start my new phase. Yeah. So just tie up loose ends. Nice. Another one is to buy a new notebook. Mm-hmm. Um, look, let's be real. Maddie and I have way too many notebooks and we probably shouldn't be giving ourselves this advice, but sometimes you just need, the other ones aren't the right vibe. No, And you just have to find the, right the one that is the right vibe. Like I bought my new business journaling one because I have journaling notebooks. I have business notebooks, but I didn't have a place to just vent about creative ideas that I have. And now I have that and I've been doing it and it's fantastic. So if you know that you need a new notebook, like don't just like get a new notebook because it looks pretty. But if you have like a purpose for that new notebook and you know it will serve you going forward, 
just get that new notebook. If you see a notebook and you're like, oh, that just makes me think of this like one random project that I want to do. Yeah. But like, does that need a whole notebook? There is nothing too specific for a whole notebook. In fact, Absolutely it can not. actually help you make progress if you have a whole notebook for that one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, as we've said previously on the podcast, are both people who really do benefit from like buying new things as part of a symbolic fresh start. So. Thanks, capitalism. That's right. <laughs> um, the next one is to make many lists. Perhaps in that so, notebook of yours. That's right. And this is also a great part of a brain dump and tying up loose. It's just a great, this all ties together. We're very helpful. So ideas of lists to make yeah. are things slash people to leave behind. So if there's a situation in your life that you're like, this is not no longer serving me. If there's like a quote unquote friend in your life who just fucking sucks or like an ex that you're like, I need to just cut myself off from thinking about this. Anything that you want to leave behind, write it down. And then in brackets, I put, I burn this one. I was about to say, this is really good for a burn ritual. Yeah. Like just so write, write these all, the all down and then burn it. And you're like, as you watch that paper burn, you, it's over. You're letting go of yeah. that. And it also helps you to acknowledge, like, what you no longer want to accept in your life. Absolutely. The next thing to make a list of, which we will get into in detail later, is goals slash resolutions. Those are two different things. Again, we'll explain that later. Habits to start slash things the new you does. So I find this a lot easier than saying, like, my resolution is to give up doing this or to blah, da, 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 da. Or, like, start doing this. Just write a list of, like, things that you do now. Another great list to make is just a list of things you achieved last year or last month or whatever, no matter how big or small they are. Because yeah. it's really easy to overlook achievements. like Especially, like, as an adult where, like, life just keeps on churning and going on. Yeah, especially with last year, how so many of the things we normally would see as, like, standing out weren't happening. And, like, everything was just happening in our houses. So it can be really helpful to go back and write down, even if it was, like, I finally like saved up enough to buy that chair I wanted or I started a podcast (laughs) or I finished a whole notebook or I like got through the year. I did. I learned to cook a new thing. Like, yeah, just write down every single thing that you can think of that you're like, that was a good thing that I did. Even little things like we, you know, we had like our international days and that was like a nice little like highlight thing that we both got the energy and the creativity to put together. Yeah. Like it's just that's why it's. Doesn't matter how big or small the things are, just chuck them all on a list. Yeah. Um, another great list is um, things that are essential to your happiness. So I did a blog post on this a couple of years ago, and it's something that I think I need to revisit. Mm-hmm. But just sit down and think like, what things are necessary for me to be happy? And it can be things like listening to music often is something that is necessary in order for me to be happy. Having like a group of friends that I can talk to about A, B and C is necessary for me to be happy. Having like fresh veggies in the fridge is necessary or like um, having natural light in my apartment is necessary. Just think about what is necessary for you. It can be activities. It can be like physical objects. It can be whatever. I think this is a good one as well because it helps you to one, understand that like, for basic happiness, you don't need that much. Like, sometimes we can all get wrapped up in, like, things that we want and, like, you know, things for the future. But it's, like, you can be happy without a lot of those things. So it's And it's also a good reminder to focus on what you actually need to be doing. Like, if you know that, like, going outside every day is what makes you happy, having that reminder of that makes you happy and is essential to your happiness will be enough motivation to actually go out and do that. Yeah, I find this more helpful on the angle of, like, it's something that can 
help you realize what things that you may not think really matter that you've let slip are actually very important for your happiness. So for me, like, I did not listen to music, like, all of last year. Mm. But I'm like, that's probably something that is quite important to me, just being in an overall good mood. Yeah. So, and you can add to this as you go along. This should be, like, a fun list that, like, reminds you how to to pick yourself up a little bit. Yeah. And I've also added on to this dream life lists. So I recently, essentially, and I'm sure someone else has done this. I'm not being like, wow, I can't believe I invented this concept. But I sorted out my finances for everything that it would cost for me to live like a very comfortable life. And so like the things that I prioritize are things like traveling a lot, which, you know, thankfully, um, you know, at the time that I'm not financially there, I'm also not pandemic wise there like the world needs to open up anyway um but it's like you know a lot of travel what kind of house I need like you know all these things that would create my dream life and then once you break that down you can actually kind of see how you want to work towards that and understand those like I always have like a one-off cost dream life list so if I'm like oh one thing that would add so much value to my life is a papasan chair because I sat in them in Cambodia and they're bloody great I can be like oh well that actually cost me two hundred dollars so I can see that as a goal and be like oh once you get that papasan chair it's like so much luxury same with lemons having lemons always in the house such a low cost but you're like wow that really makes me feel like i'm living a good life and a lot of what you'll realize is that like it actually doesn't add up to as much as you probably assume or that it's not as far away and then once you've done that and a lot of us may not be in like the headspace where you want to think about this right now and that's fine don't push yourself yeah but you can then say oh weird like it would only take me an extra like 15 grand a year i'm saying this in australian dollars yeah between like what i'm already making and what i need to have like the the great life that i am imagining exactly yeah it just makes things seem a lot more achievable and also gives you like something to focus on in terms of like what you actually want realistically rather than just thinking of random concepts and not really tying them together into a bigger picture yeah Uh, The next one is having a tech detox. And honestly, that is helping me so much this week where I've just been like, I'm spending way too much time on my phone. Just whether, and tech detox can be like actually removing everything. Like you do that sometimes, Maddie, where you'll just like get rid of everything. Or you can just be like, I'm not going to use my phone as much. Or I'm going to delete social media apps, like whatever it means for you. Yeah, it can mean a lot of different stuff. So you can just say, I'm not going to go on social media for like a week or a month or whatever. Um, Something that I do is I... I count everything like as screens. Mm -hmm. So I won't use screens. That's like laptop, TV, iPad, whatever, um, phone. Or you can just say like, I'm not going to use. Oh, you don't use a Kindle. I I wouldn't count a Kindle. I would say because what you're doing there, you could do without a screen. It's just, you know. True. Um, But I wouldn't watch like TV or something. Something that I actually did last year. No, a year before. Um, that was weirdly helpful as a reset for just how I use my time Mm -hmm. is I set myself a challenge of a full week with no screen-based entertainment. So I could use my computer like like, for work, but I wasn't allowed to watch YouTube or Netflix or like play video games or whatever. I feel like I need that. Yeah. And I would say, I wouldn't think you would need to do that for a month. Like a week for me was like hard because you don't realize how much but you can still like read you can still listen to podcasts and audiobooks and stuff yeah but just not having that default of like finding a screen and just staring at it yeah a week is like enough for a good reset there and then i was using my time generally just so much better because i'd broken that habit yeah i think you need to talk about the next one maddie it's very new um 
pull a Houdini. This is one of my favorite things to do in the world as a man of mystery. Um, pulling a Houdini basically is where you just fucking disappear. Yeah. And this doesn't mean like you stop replying to texts and no one knows if you're alive or not. It just means that if you don't want anyone knowing your business, there's no fucking way they're going to find out. Yeah. Like you don't go on social media whatsoever. Basically is the easiest way to do this. Because otherwise, what are you going to do? Come to my house? It's great. And also, this is, um, we're doing this in general for like a life reset. But as like a, a getting back at the next thing or like getting back. Like, so I had a period where I wasn't talking to somebody because they were convinced that we weren't in love and they were wrong. And so I was like, I'm pulling full no contact, like absolutely nothing. But then I was also not posting on social media. And it was so much fun knowing how much he was like squirming, being like, what is she doing? Normally, I at least get updates from social media. I'm like, no, no, no. Not anymore, sweetie. It's good. Yeah, so it can be very helpful if you're, like, trying to deal with a, an interpersonal issue. Yeah. But it also can be great if you're just, like, a special little darling like me who really needs a sense of mystique to thrive. So, like, <laughs> if you feel as though... Because sometimes in order to start a new phase or start a new project or, like, level yourself up, babe, in any way, you need to have, like, a break because it's like you can't do a costume change if people are staring at you you know yeah even people I in the circus that... need one of those little tubes to go into <laughs> so think of it like if you're like i just need a fresh start just like sometimes that. you need to dip out for a second <laughs> so you can then re-emerge and that's what a houdini is great for <laughs> i also think it's a bit as well that like that breaking the habit because we do like uh, you know a lot of us do just habitually post to social media all the time so taking that actual like step back means that you're not even thinking about that part of it and you can focus more on your transformation. Yeah, you can figure out what you actually want to share rather than just continuing what you are already sharing. I yeah. think it's great to shake off the expectations that we assume other people have of us. Cut them loose. And just be a little fucking mysterious, guys. It's pretty fun. Pull a Houdini. Pull a Houdini. Uh, also just to declutter your entire life, which I feel like we've kind of gone over in general. But, but, like, this can be done in so many ways. It can be simplifying your routine. It can be decluttering physically in your space. It can be, like, going through notebooks and, like, taking out the important things and then chucking out the rest of the notebook. Yeah. Like, just it's declutter. Like, it's, it's a deep clean of the apartment, but, like, a neck level. Like, it, you go through every tiny little thing. It's great. And also people, you know? Like, yeah. look at your social circles. You know, you might just be like, oh, actually, that person serves no purpose in my life. And just fade them out. Yeah, just declutter everything. Yeah. Um, another one is a tactical grocery order, and this is a fantastic uh, one. Love it. Um, the groceries that you have in your house really do go a long way in setting the tone of your overall life. And the ones there right so, now are probably the old you. Yeah. And like, so just go through your fridge when you're decluttering. Throw out everything that is even slightly off. Because yeah. we've all got, like, one vegetable that we're like, this is not great. Just no, chuck Maddie, it out. Maddie, not everyone has ADHD. <laughs> Apparently people actually live out there without like off vegetables. Like they remember to eat the vegetables they have. How funny is that? That must be great. Like, I don't remember what's in my fridge unless I'm looking at it. Anyway. Yeah. Um object permanence, am I right, ladies? <laughs> so just do yeah, do a tactical grocery order. Um I would advise like don't do one with like no snacks because then once you do want snacks, you're gonna have a meltdown, just like order Uber Eats. Yeah. But 
Be like, what do I actually want to be eating? You can be like, I, I'm in a mood for crudite. So you just buy a bunch of- I like, became such a grassini bitch during my last makeover. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, so what lifestyle grassini. do I want? And what kind of grocery order fa- facilitates that life that I want? Yeah. And then just do that. One that I personally love is to just buy new bedding. Mm-hmm. Bedding sets so much of a tone. Your bed is the main feature of your bedroom. And also just- there's just something about new bedding and also like that when you're, makes you like a new person. When you're like living in share houses and stuff as well, the the bedroom is where you spend all of your time too. So having like bedding that you actually like and is actually a vibe for you right now, that's setting the tone for like basically your entire living area that you exist in. One of the biggest things I ever did for myself was just buying European pillows. It is a vibe. Like, they are, they add so much to the bed. They add so much dimension. They're comfy. They make it seem like you have your fucking life together. Go buy new bedding. Don't buy that bedding that's like $700 for a linen set. That's dumb. Um, but, and I mean that even if you want to do that, don't do that. You can get it cheaper. Yeah. But just get some new bedding that you're like, this is my vibe. This yeah. makes me feel great. I just did strong man arms in the air when I said that. <laughs> also setting achievable daily challenges or targets Because that helps you, it's part of like the routine making that you're doing to set yourself up for success in the future. So whether it's like every day, I mean, you know, a lot of people around the world are dealing with lockdowns. Um, So, you know, every day you get up and you go for a walk. Just like something simple as that, like every day, you know what I do in the mornings? I have a lemon water. Every day I wake up and have a lemon water. Helps you to get into the routine and also helps you feel like you've accomplished like a little summon summon every day. Yeah. And so daily challenges and targets as well, like... Don't be like, I'm going to achieve these seven things today. The key here is achievable because you want to build momentum and be like, I feel great because I achieved that today. Mm -hmm. You can always add things to your to-do list later. That's fine. But make them achievable. Set yourself tasks that are actually reasonable because completing those will make you feel more capable. Whereas like failing to do something that you set that was too high, that's going to suck you back. Also setting up new routines. I fucking love setting up new routines for my life. Like, every time I'm having a crisis, I'm like, okay, you know what? What's my morning routine now? What's my evening routine? Like, what am I doing each and every day to start and finish the day? So set up new routines. And you can put in your little daily challenges and, like, targets into those routines. So you just feel like you're smashing it every day. And again, the routines, like, it's very tempting to put everything you in your entire dream morning into a routine. But that will have the same problem where if you're like, oh my God, I feel like so overwhelmed. I'm already behind because I haven't done my morning routine. Yeah. That's not going to help you. So just set a very simple routine to start that hits some like targets that will make you feel good for the day. Yeah. Because having a simple routine and actually sticking to it will be much better than having a really complicated one and doing it like twice a week. Yeah. Another good thing. This is a tip, not so much for the fresh start, but it's going to implement at the start. Um, is keep yourself accountable. And this can be done in numerous ways. It can be having a chart that you have to fill out and it'll fuck up the chart if you don't do the thing one day. Or (laughs) you can have like a partner and set up business meetings every week so you have someone else keeping you accountable. Or it could be as simple as just announcing on your social media, here's what I'm going to do today and then taking it off at the end of the day. I feel like sometimes people like fall into the trap where they're like, if you announce it online, you never get it done. So make sure you understand where your motivation is coming from there as well well yeah but it can that can be one way of helping keep yourself accountable so figure out what you can do and what will work for you personally but find some way of making it like matter whether or not you do something yeah and to kick things off on the right tone as well do one major thing they've been putting off just because of fear 
Because if you can just like smash that out and get it done right before the new you is reborn, incredible. Because you're like, oh yeah, I'm just a person who just does this shit on the regular. Yeah, and it might not be something huge. It doesn't have to be like, I'm scared of jumping out of a plane. And like some fears exist for a reason. (laughs) But there are so many things that just like in your brain, you're like, what if this happens? Like it could be, um, I don't want to post my art online because I'm scared people will tell me it's bad. Like that's the sort of thing, like do that. Or if you've been putting out, like putting off making an important phone call because you get freaked out talking on the phone, just tackle that. And the more things that you've been putting off because you're afraid on some level, the more times you do that, the easier it will become to do them. So yeah. just start by being exposure like, therapy as well. The more you do things yeah. that scare you, the more your brain just gets used to it. Yeah. And it also just generally builds your confidence. But don't do like, don't go and like grab a snake. But also like, don't do acoustic covers of pop songs. I'm so, we've been bored of those since like 2013. Yeah. So you can leave that one if you're scared because you're like, people will make fun of me. No, but they might be good. This is the thing. They could be good. But we might make fun of it as well. Yes, but remember there's also that one person that did that cover of the 1975 that had the weirdest accent ever, but like, I love it. True. Like it was that really fucked up cover, but I was like, bless. Yeah, I remember I think, yeah, do do what you want. Yeah, do what you want. And we're like, we're like, don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. But also, we're gonna judge the shit out of you. People like us exist also, and we're out here. Two petty people might make fun of you on their podcast. No, that's I think the worst. If, if you want to do, nah, do it, do it. It's this fun. is so <laughs> funny watching old Maddie be back and suddenly I'm the meaner one. When did that happen? Well, it's because I'm like, I'm thinking there are lots of people, but the thing is, people doing shitty covers. We laugh because they're shitty people. Oh, actually, no. And also, no, the true thing is, we laugh because they haven't hesitated. They just post it. There's only confidence there. And that's when you're like, you should maybe turn it down a notch. But if you're no, doing it- No, it is always shitty people. Think about it. It's always people that were like, we don't really like you. Yeah. And then they do it. Whereas, like, I'm imagining, like, a sweet little, like- A true if someone did this podcast, you're not a, an idiot. That's what I mean. Yeah. When I'm like trying to think about someone that I don't know personally and just like, I'm like anyone who would come up to me at like Summer in the City, if they put up like an acoustic guitar cover, I'd be like, God bless you. I'm so proud of you. You know what I mean? Actually, yeah. So it really is just like. My tune has changed so much that I'm like, guys, if you've uploaded acoustic covers, send them to me. I want to see it. That's really precious. Blanket rule. If you want to do it, do it. Because if we love you, we're going to be like, yes. And if we hate you, it's a gift. (laughs) true we encourage yeah. all of them yeah um another one is to pick a word or phrase that feels right for the theme of the year the month whatever period that you're planning it for yeah so if you want to work small scale which honestly at this point in all our lives i'd be like just set a tone for like the next month or two <laughs> the next like 24 hours <laughs> yeah just pick like a word where you're like this feels the right vibe for me so this it could resonates. be like independence or like self-discovery or adventure like some blanket word where you're like this sends the right signals to my brain yeah it's just like the, the theme a declaration of theme for this upcoming period yeah i always and i tend to do mine in like cycles with work so like if i have i can always just identify when work cycles are ending and starting so right now, mine is just killing it. Because I'm like, just kill it. Just do it. Just go for it. Yeah. And what I else? find it works really well with, like, two words. You could do, like, independence and progress. Oof. Or, like, affluence and momentum. Insurrection and impeachment. Fuck yes. <laughs> 
and no one else ever has to know. I find these words work best if you do agree with yourself that no one else will ever hear what they are. Oh, yeah, no, I, I don't, like, I said the killing it one because any other word that I put out there, I'm like, no. <laughs> it's my secret. You're like, it's my secret word. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, adventure. I'm like, that's not my fucking word. No. Um, although maybe later in the year. The last one is so you, Maddie, so I'm going to let you do it. It is. It's both of us, but really, you do. Yeah. You do house. I prefer a castle vibe, but that's just how we do it. Let's get into it. So my final one is: <laughs> draw a picture of a house and some hills, and probably a river in the sun, and then label each of these items with aspects of your life that somehow innately correspond in your subconscious mind, and then look at your drawing of the house and the hills and the river and the sun, and immediately understand what you must do. Yes. So I would draw like a stick house on some little hills, and then I'd be like, the river is like my my personal brand the house is my business this hill is my writing like just draw a picture and label it with things that make sense and then you'll look at the picture and you'll be like oh that makes sense yeah yeah i feel like because i did the career castle which i want to redo my career castle actually i think it's time um Hmm. but i have a career castle and it just like we've been into that it's in the boss babes versus boss baby episode there you go but it just helps to have a visual representation of like what the little add-ons are what this you know the base of your career is it's fantastic yeah nice so those are some ways to reset your life that was such a long segment i know (laughs) now that you've had your reset you may want to set some goals let's start off with because there isn't one size fits all in terms of like what kind of goals you need to set but there are some very very common culprits as to why your goals aren't working and how to tell that they're not. So Fiona, take it away. Well, I will let the people know that this has been heavily researched by Manny and I because one of our favorite things to do is if people that we don't like upload a goals video and then a goals review video, (laughs) oh, that that drives me for weeks. Especially if it's someone who we know never achieves the fucking goals. It's so entertaining. Um, And so (laughs) I have made a list just by watching some of these videos about why your goals aren't working because they're all repeatable reasons. But it is actually really helpful because I have done the hard, hard work of um, potentially hate watching some people so that I can bring to you guys the information that you need about why your goals aren't working. And if those people want to watch this, or listen to this podcast, they are more than welcome to, and maybe they'll be able to fix their lives. So Yeah, I don't think that's possible. But no. it's just a great way for us all to <laughs> learn from other people's mistakes. It which is. is a great thing to do. So the first one is that you don't actually care about the goals. This one mm-hmm. is probably the biggest culprit because it's just arbitrary shit. Like, oh, I want to read 52 books this year. And like if you have a deep reason or a deep drive for the arbitrary seeming goal that's okay like for example i want to take up tennis this year that's one of my goals but that's because it's a vibe and it will drive me like i really want to take up tennis for no other reason than it's a vibe but i know that's enough for me a lot of people will be like this sounds like something that like would be great if i had done it like lots of shit sounds great as like if you've achieved it yeah i want to learn japanese this year if i could speak japanese by the end of the year i wouldn't be mad about it but I don't actually, that's not something that's actually important to me. So if yeah. I set that as a goal, I'm not going to follow through on it because there's no reason. It's just an arbitrary goal. Exactly. Whereas like learning other languages that you're currently learning is because you want to be able to go to those countries and speak the language. And yeah, that's exactly. an actual driver for you. So like, And a good way to tell whether or not, and I don't know if you've touched on that, you probably have, but mm-hmm. just uh, when you write down a goal, just next to it or below it, write out why that's your goal yeah and that will help you to 
to be consistent because first of all you know why you're doing it and when you don't feel motivated you just revisit and be like oh yeah that's why i want to do this and you'll feel more motivated like leg workouts are so boring but i'm like i want to go skiing so i do my little squats i sit against the wall for a bit if you can figure out a why it doesn't have to be something significant yeah but if you have a reason why that's a great sign another reason why your goals aren't working is because you're not working them into your routines so this is the way to actually get things done. So for example, if you, I don't know, if you make YouTube videos every week, but you also work a full-time job, cause I've been there. I can't just be like, oh, I want to get videos up every week. Cause I have a full-time job. I can't just be like all willy nilly recording when I want, editing when I want. So you have to schedule it in and be like, okay, every Saturday morning I get up and I film. And then every Monday after work, I go to a cafe to edit. And that's just like your routine. And once it's into your routine, it's the easiest way to just keep it going because you're already doing those things. Yeah, you have to lay plans to achieve the goal. It's not enough just to be like, I want to do this. You have to then figure out how you're going to do it. Yeah. Um, The second last one is that you're going from zero to 100 straight away because Mm -hmm. if you do that, you will quickly realize, oh, you can't do that. Like if I want to go skiing, that's my eventual goal. But if I just went on the slopes right now, my doctor would be very mad because Fiona, your toe is still broken. So you have to like figure out how you're going to work up to it. If you want to start like exercising more, don't say you're going to go run 10K. Say, oh, I'm going to go for like a walk for 20 minutes every single day and then make that a bit of a jog and then make it longer. Like you just need to build it up. Yeah. And also don't have the sort of thing where like I'm going to go for a run every single day of this year. Like that's Mm -hmm. a good like goal but don't give yourself a goal that if you fuck up once you've ruined it yeah that's why it's just easier if you have it in your routine and you work slowly then you're actually more likely to get there um and the final one is you don't have a game plan with milestones so Mm -hmm. you can't just say you want something to happen and wait for it to happen so working until into your routine is like part of it but also like how is your success being measured so if you have deadlines like oh, by, I don't know, like by March, I need to have made an Instagram account for my business. And then by April, I need to have the website running. And then by the state, I'm going to be onboarding clients. Like you need to actually have a game plan for when each of the steps are going to happen. You can't just say, I'm going to start a business. You need to understand what each step is before that. And then once you have that, you can check in and keep yourself accountable with those milestones. Yeah, and it's important to, like, break big goals down. So exactly how Fiona was saying, if your goal is, like, to to have a successful business based on Instagram marketing, yeah, that's a big goal, and that's a, a great goal to set. But you definitely need to have those mini goals, like, set up my account and, like, post 10 pieces of content I'm really proud of, da-da-da-da-da. And also try and have goals that are, ba- that are within your control. Yeah. So, for example, a lot of people have goals of, like, hit hit this number of followers and there's nothing wrong with that goal but if your only goal is to hit a certain number of followers like that isn't actually something that's within your control that's something that could happen in a month or in a year or never exactly whereas if you have a goal that's like i want to post consistently and have like x amount of content that's a goal that you then have control over that will lead to that bigger goal yeah but it can be really disheartening if you set goals that are too dependent on external factors yeah and one other thing i believe is a reason that people aren't achieving their goals Mm -hmm. is because they're outdated their goals that used to be important to you or are pieces of like a plan that you used to think that you wanted to work towards Mm -hmm. but you haven't reassessed and really 
said to yourself, this is not actually important to me anymore. Yeah, I think that and kind of like comes off the why as well. But sometimes you just get into the routine of being like, this is my life and this is my goal. And it's like, think about it though, hon. Yeah, it is so fine to let go of goals that aren't actually important to you anymore. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you will never achieve them. It's just saying something else is more important to me right now and I'm not actually driven to achieve this. Yeah. So there's no point in putting it on your list. Oh, love it. Honestly, the biggest one is why. The biggest one yeah, is just not having absolutely. a reason for the goal. Yeah. Now, I think a big part of this episode for us will be posting graphics on our Instagram, which is at Hey Cabin Fever, mm-hmm. because I have an exercise here to help you figure out what your goals actually are. And it's basically, I'll describe it very quickly, but I will also put this in a graphic on our Instagram. Nice. It's just give yourself 30 seconds And that stretch of time is really important because it does not give you time to overthink. Yeah. So in 30 seconds, write down your three most important goals in life right now. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because you're in your subconscious mind, like, you know what these things are. Like, you're more likely to go with your instincts here. And studies have shown that the answers you give within 30 seconds are just as accurate, if not more so, than the ones you would come up with in half an hour. Nice. I want to do that for this podcast. I'm excited. Yeah. So once you've got those big three, then take a few minutes to do this again in a few different categories. And again, I will have this whole thing on a graphic on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. But the categories are business or career, family or relationship, finance, health, personal and professional development, social and community, and problems or concerns in life right now. Mm -hmm. So 30 seconds to think of three main goals in each of those areas. This is so cool. I want to do this. (laughs) Yeah. And that will give you the clearest image of what your priorities actually are in this moment. And it will also make it a less daunting process than if you just sit down and are like, oh my God, I have a whole evening to figure out what my goals are. Just start by doing this. And you can always change them later on, but it's a really helpful little goal. Yeah. A little little goal setting exercise. I love that. Speaking of goal setting, Mm -hmm. I have got... From my pre-ADHD diagnosis days. So (laughs) many freaking blog posts about goal setting and productivity. Yeah. And one of them that I've done is, it's literally called How to Set and Achieve Your Goals. Hello, Editing Maddie here. Um, We will have links to this blog post on our Twitter. We don't have the swipe up on Instagram yet, but if you all tell your friends to listen to us and follow us on Instagram, then maybe we'll get that feature soon. But if you want to go directly to my blog, it is maddiemcgowan.com that is m-a-d-d-i-m-c-g-o-w-a-n.com but the one thing that i want to focus on from this blog post right now is the different kinds of goals and resolutions you can have so what i'm going to do is just talk you through i think there are like six maybe different kinds of goals you can have okay and again we'll do a graphic of this because this is a lot of information to take in (laughs) but i call these just goal tears but with an eye guys we're not like we're not we're not shedding tears because we're so stressed about making goals it's like it's not like when you watch bend it like beckham and you're just so proud like that's a different kind of goal tears. <laughs> that's good that's good thank you <laughs> what are the goal tears maddie so like the most overarching is yearly resolutions we've mm-hmm. all been there but people i think get really confused about the difference between a resolution and a goal yeah so the purpose of a resolution 
is to set the tone for personal growth and overall change. It's an agreement that you're making within yourself. It doesn't have to be specific and measurable. A resolution can be something like, um, I want to follow through and finish things. Yeah. That's an agreement that you're making with yourself. You can't fail that in one day. It's something that you're working towards embodying. Yeah. So you can have as many yearly resolutions as you want, but they should be just like kind of states of being or major shifts that you you want to invest in in creating in your life. The next category is overall goals and life priorities. Mm-hmm. And these are things that like will change a bit, but these are the big ones. Okay. These are the ones that like you don't necessarily need to reset these every year because yeah, they're just things that are really important to you. And you're still generally working towards. Yeah, and the the purpose of having your overall goals and life priorities written down is to stay on track to fulfill your biggest goals and minimize regret. Yeah. So it helps you clarify your overall direction and where you should be directing energy. So an overall life goal could be that you want to write a book. And that can be something that you're like, I this is something that is really important to me to do. It's not like an arbitrary, like, that would be fun. It's like, no, this is something that's really important to me. And if I don't do this, I will regret it. Or an overall life goal could be to like move to New Zealand. Yeah. Right? That could be something. And it involves a lot of other work and components. But there shouldn't be a huge amount of these. I'd say have like three three of these. Yeah. At any given point in your life. Never any three more to than five. five. Yeah, I was Honestly, say five yeah. would be the max. But like, yeah. These would be things like, for me, it would be like, I know that in my life, one of my overall goals and priorities is to like have kids. Yeah. That's a very big thing that's not going to change. And another one is like to be self-employed and work for myself. That's an important life priority for me. Yeah. So these are things that should be visible to you that you've always got like relatively front of mind because it's what all the smaller goals are working towards. Absolutely. And these goals are likely to be very intimidating. Like, these are the things that, like, you can't just say, I'm going to tackle this and have it done within the year. Yeah. <laughs> like, some of them, sure. But, like, these are the goals that when you think about them, they should be, they should feel very important. Yeah. But also, they probably are quite intimidating. And they're things that will have, like, a considerable bearing on your future. But also taking time to, like, write those out and understand what you're actually working towards is so important. Because then you can be like, oh, now I actually understand why I'm doing all this shit. Yeah, like it's and it can be things like you want to own your own house. Like there are so many things that go into that. But if that's something that's important to you, great. You can change these. Your priorities might change. You might be like, you know what? Where I am in my life now, I don't actually want to move to that country. Yeah. But yeah, just write down your, your big goals. And then I think you will find that your smaller goals will somehow feed into these. Absolutely. 100%. Your next breakdown. Yeah. This is getting into, like, the actual actionable steps. Getting and these are and grittier. Yes. These are long-term goal phases. So okay. the way that I will break down goal phases is often in, like, three-month increments. Okay. So I'd have, like, January to March, April to June, because, like, it's just easiest to do it that way. But it doesn't have to be like that. So let's say your, your three goals, your three big goals for this year or for like this next stage in your life are to write a book, um, compete in a tennis tournament. (gasps) No, no, Maddie. I literally was going to wait for you to say your second one and say, can I pick this third one? And I'd be like, be a pro tennis player. Like that was literally in my head. Okay. (laughs) So write a book, compete in a tennis tournament 
and start earning a secondary source of income. Uh-huh. So all of those goals take so many different mini steps. And it's really easy to then look at all those steps within or these... Or MEPs. Great. I'm trying to c- explain something really complicated. Yeah, I'm MEPs, helping. Sure. I'm giving you less words. You're welcome. Where did you get MEPs from? Mini steps. <sighs> You've got your three goals. You want to write a book. You want to compete in a tennis tournament. And you want to make a secondary source of income. Mm-hmm. Within those three goals, you need to figure out what the steps are to get there. You don't have to fill in every single tiny step because some of them you're like, I don't know what that is yet, but you at least need to figure out like the broad outline of what you need to do to achieve that goal. And especially what the first few steps are. Yeah. So your first step for writing the novel would be figure out your plot and your characters. Your first step for competing in a tennis tournament might be book yourself in and start going to regular lessons. And your first step for getting a secondary source of income might be doing some real research into the different ways you can do that and start forming a plan. Yeah. So those are the first steps. That's where you're up to with all those goals. And you are going to then create goal phases. So phase one is going to include all of those first steps. Phase two which for me, in my case, it would be the next three months after that would be actually writing the first draft of your novel. You're probably still going to be just training for the tennis (laughs) and then actually setting up whatever business you've decided on. Yeah. So that's goal phase two. Or applying for jobs in the secondary income area. Like you might be like, oh, I'm going to go Yeah, if it's not a business you want to do. Yeah. And then goal phase three might be the three months after that. And... Your goal, like your task for the novel writing phase is still going to be writing your novel. That won't have changed. Your task for the tennis goal might be to keep doing your lessons, but also enter some like friendly weekend competitions. (laughs) And your goal for the business one is going to be like working on whatever the business is that you've joined or that you've created. Yeah. So the point of the goal phases is so that you know what part of these big goals you need to be working on at any given time. So you're not feeling as though you need to race ahead because you can look at it and be like, if I follow this plan, I should achieve my goal by the end of the year or in 18 months. Yeah. Basically, it makes large goals more manageable and it creates a timeline to work towards multiple big goals at once. Yeah. I feel like I have a similar thing that I do with... I have, um, in, I put in my Google calendar actually, but I have my life focus for separate months so that I can easily identify, like, if I'm like, oh, I'm bored, I need to be working on something else, it's just, like, an identifiable, this is what this month is about, this is what these, like, three months are about, this is what these two weeks are about, which is, like, yeah. having those areas where you're like, okay, I need, I know what I need to be working on right now. Yeah, because I think a, a mistake that a lot of people make is expecting all of their goals to progress at the same rate. Whereas that's just not the case. Some big goals take the exact same kind of effort for a year. And some big goals take a different kind of effort every single week. Yep. So it really is just about giving yourself set periods of time where you know that you do need to achieve this, but you don't need to stress about anything beyond that. Yeah. So what we've got so far is resolutions, which is not goals. That's tone setting. Uh Then we've got your overall life goals and priorities, Mm -hmm. which is just big boys. Big, big boys. So we've just done the long-term goal phases, which is, let's say, three-month chunks. Mm -hmm. Now we've got monthly goals and tasks. And the purpose of these are to keep your big goals on track 
as well as adding in other necessary tasks and smaller projects, because you're never going to only be working on yeah. your three big goals. Life happens. Like there's always going to be more that's happening in the middle there. Mm-hmm. So your monthly goals will consist of whatever needs to be done for that phase of your big goals, as well as anything else you want to focus on. So that could be smaller projects or just things happening in your life. Yeah. Um, and I think monthly goals, like we, we all know. Yeah. Like we're familiar what monthly with those. goals are. But that's where the long-term goal phases and everything else come to mingle. Mm-hmm. Then you've got weekly objectives. So we are just getting smaller and smaller here. And the weekly objectives, the purpose of that is to just organize the monthly goals and make them more manageable. So you can do this ahead of time. Like when you have your overall monthly goals, you can start kind of distributing them out week to week. And that's when you can figure out maybe you've got too much on your plate and you need to push some things back. Mm-hmm. Or you might be like, oh, maybe you'll empty. realize, yeah. And then you could be like, oh, what else would I like to do this month? Maybe I'll like take a road trip or maybe da, 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 yeah. whatever. So within the weekly objectives, I generally will decide on my weekly objectives on a Sunday, because if you get too far ahead of yourself on like day to day, then, you know, things are always going to come up. Yeah. Life changes too quickly. <laughs> exactly. If you have something like a full-time job or you're in structured education, then you have like a pretty set routine for your week and you can just start working and everything else around that. Um, The way that I do it is generally I'll look at my list of monthly goals and I'll see what jumps out at me as either needing to be done urgently Mm -hmm. or making most sense grouped together. Yeah. So if I have a bunch of different things that are relating to my work and like, let's say creating Instagram content, I'll try and do all of those in the same week so that I'm not jumping around too much. Yeah. Or if there's something like I need to apply for a new passport that needs to be done this week, then that, you know, that's urgent. Yeah. Um, but your weekly objectives, I would say it's important here to think realistically about how much you can fit in. Because again, like it is so much better to get five big things done properly than to start 15 things and get too overwhelmed to finish any of them. Yeah. I tend to, so, this is sort of related to that, but when I'm planning out my week, and I'm sure you're going to how to structure the daily tasks in mm-hmm. a moment, but what I do is I often leave, and this, this works for me because I'm running my own business and I'm doing everything myself, but I usually leave Friday empty because with my type of work, things pop up and I might get like a meeting that I didn't have scheduled before and I want to be able to fit that in. So I just leave Friday with either one or zero tasks and then throughout the week, things pop up, things happen, and I just move the other tasks to the Friday so it can yeah. still all happen. So, And also things that you, you think might take an hour might realistically take three. Yeah. Or you might just, you might get sick one day or you might just be so tired that you're like, I need a day off. Right? Exactly, yeah. Like, don't overload yourself. All of these are just breaking things down, not so that you're taking more on. This is not how much can I fit into a week. Yeah. It's what do I need to get done in order to meet my basic requirements and keep working towards my big goals. That's the ultimate purpose here is making sure that you can work towards your big goals while not blowing up your entire immediate life. Yeah. And then the final one is very obvious. It's just daily to do to do lists. And the point of a daily to do list is just breaking down the weekly objectives into individual tasks and making sure that there's realistic time assigned for everything. Yeah. So on my daily to-do list, I will have important tasks, but then I also will just put things on like walk my dog. Yeah. Because that's something that takes time. And like 
the way that you map out your daily to-do list needs to be really specific to you. Fiona works really well with calendar blocking. Whereas what I find really helpful at the moment is literally just a very basic to-do list in a, in a like little basic planner. Yeah. So that's, that's the breakdown. I will do a graphic of the, the tiers. Nice. And again, we will do a full productivity based episode, but we wanted to get some goal setting in here. Well, do we want to share just a couple of our resolutions and goals this year? Because I think we can both agree that we are approaching it a bit differently. Um, (laughs) Like, (laughs) I mean, you've also had a little spanner in the works early in the year. But in general, people, you know, usually we all go into the new year being like, whoa, so much to achieve. And this year it's kind of just like, let's just, you know, let's just figure it out on a broader scale. I don't really know what's happening. So what are some of the things that you have planned which by the way maddie got me a planner for my birthday which i am obsessed with and i use it every day now um and it did actually have a section for creating your own goals for the next year so yeah unfortunately i filled mine in before my life exploded but that's Uh, fine so um in terms of my goals for this year guys i really am just kind of taking it as it comes so fair my goals are like one thing i really want to do this year is learn to drive um (laughs) and any other year that would be a completely arbitrary goal like it would have been a bad but you know what i mean like i would (laughs) But it would have been a goal that I would set because I'm like, I should do that. But like, I wouldn't really care. Yeah. Whereas this year, I'm like, I have in, I innately, I'm like, I know why I want to do that. And I do need to do it. Yeah. So like, that's a goal. And that's an instance where like a goal that would be a bad goal last year is a good goal this year. Yeah. And like, um, I have mine, learning how to drive is one of my 13 before 30. And my why isn't as dramatic as Maddie's, but it is simply that not learning how to drive in your 20s, like <laughs> quirky, cool, whatever. Not knowing how to drive in your 30s, for me personally, sad. not the vibe. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, look, I'm going to level with you guys. I, I know what some of my goals are for this year, but <laughs> I just... You'll understand next episode why I'm chortling to myself. Well, some of mine, under health, because it has health, career, and personal. So my health ones, I just realized I wrote go to therapy again twice. So that's... <laughs> That's a good, a good note. That's a great start. I want to get back into therapy, which, by the way, guys, reach out to my therapist, and she was so excited to hear from me. She was like, "Oh my god, can't believe you're back! So happy to hear from you. Made my day." And I was yeah, like, "So glad that hour and a half of you drafting a hello email to your therapist paid off." <laughs> it worked. I'm very happy. I'm not one of those people who wants to like win therapy, but I do want to be my therapist's like most entertaining client. Which like maybe that's something to work through, but I don't care. It's good. Um, I also want to get back into tennis. And my why for that is that it's just an absolute vibe for me. And I want to spend more time outside. And my why is because it's good for my mental health. And I think we all learned that in lockdown. I did write some down. So, like, I have a bunch of goals. Guys, honestly, yeah, I'm my not main goal this year. But, like, my main goal this year is just sort my entire life out. And that sounds like it should be an arbitrary goal. But coming from me, it's not. And I actually have some, like, good plans for that. It's just that I'm in the very early stages of it. And also, for the first time in a while... I believe Maddie when she says that, yeah. which is a sign. Exactly. But I also have like act in my mental health's best interests, which is like, again, that's a resolution that like, I can't fail that in one day. Yeah. Streamline my processes. One very easy example of this is I'm not using my planner anymore mm-hmm. because that wasn't working best for me. I'm just going back to like the basic to-do list. Like that's streamlining my process because it's the efficient way to do it. Yeah. Share more of what I'm working on. A really great one is regain my sense of prestige and mystique, which I'd say I've already done. I've ticked that one off. Spend more time on like non-screen hobbies. Love that. Is a good one. Um, 
and then I've also just got like ones that are like a yes or no, which is like finish writing my novel, get a sponsor for the podcast. I want us to get at least one sponsor by the end of this year. So blow us up guys. 100%. That's an example of like, these are small things that I can take off. And then I've also got to sort my entire life out. Yeah. So I'll give you an update on my goals once I know what they are again, but that's what I'm working with at the moment. Love it. One important way to start feeling like you're having a fresh start, like you're making improvements, especially when none of us can really go anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, is to just figure out ways to expand your horizons from home. Oh, and we really had to dive into this because if you don't know, Melbourne was in one of the longest and strictest lockdowns in the world. So yeah, we, we were in re- lockdown from March to November. Yeah. So we know how to expand our horizons from home. And we've got five examples each. Nice. So one of mine is watching theater online. It's harder to find it now than it was in like the initial lockdown, but just watch plays, watch musicals, like watch whatever you can find online, even if it's a bootleg, just watch some theater online. And you know what? Even if the if even if the really good fancy ones aren't available online, some high school has uploaded their really bad musical, and that can be entertaining in itself. Yes, but you it also is a lot easier to find good ones than you think it will be. Yeah, definitely. Um, Duolingo has been my absolute oh, I'm like and you'll you'll be beating me, Maddie, because I don't think you've broken your streak. Um, but I'm at 110 days now, and that is crazy for a bitch with ADHD. Another one is doing a course. Mm. This can mean getting your dad to buy masterclass for you because it's extortionately expensive and none of us can afford that on our own. <laughs> or signing up for like an actual course in something you're interested in. Like There are so many courses for so many different prices. Those points. MoMA ones were so good. MoMA had a bunch of free ones. I don't know if they're still available, but oh my god, they were so good. Yeah, you can find free courses and so much stuff, and it might be like something that you're not 100% sure if you're interested in. But if it's free, just give it a go. Like I did that whole MoMA modern art course, Yeah, and I and loved it. That's great. Make a playlist according to different moods and always make it at least 50% new music. So whenever I'm like, oh, like this is the new vibe, I'll just go through what Spotify recommends, click on a song, skip to the middle, see if it's a vibe and just add it. And then when I'm listening to that playlist, I'm like getting to know new music and like artists and yeah. stuff that I never would have heard of before. That's really fun. Changing the music that is just around you is such a powerful subconscious tool to like just create a new era. Yeah. So that's a great one. Um, one of mine is read a shitload of books. Um, bonus points for nonfiction. Don't be shy with note taking. There are so many ways to get books. If you're like, I can't afford to buy a bunch of new books. Um, libraries, guys. And I don't mean literally going in. I mean, if you join a library, which you can do online, they've all got apps now where you can download ebooks and audiobooks for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there are like COVID safe ways to borrow books. I don't actually know. But there are lots of ways around having to pay for a bunch of books. Also, the Apple bookstore always does discounts on random books. Audible is very easy to scam and just return your books and get new ones. Don't give your money to the the evil man. Like, there are ways around it, but just read books and, like, give some nonfiction a go. Yeah. It can be a biography, it can be self-development. Learn about the world around you. Um, yeah. I have also created, I did this when I was in lockdown, and honestly, I'm obsessed with it. I created an alternative TikTok account for a niche mood. So I have my normal account, which is just like the, you know, the famously perfectly curated for you page, but I made a new one, which is just for travel. So when I scroll through it, cause I obviously took like two seconds to curate that feed and now TikTok knows what I like there. It's just like aesthetically pleasing travel content. 
That's a great idea because you could do that like if you want to learn how to cook new stuff. Yeah. Just create a new TikTok and only like cooking stuff. That's a great exactly, idea. Exactly, yeah. Or if you want to like understand how to like clean things better, like Riley's Or DIY. Food. Yeah. So you just make a new TikTok just for that niche mood. So you can still use TikTok in the way that most people do, which is just to find enjoyable content that is enjoyable for you. But there can also just be one that's just for that very niche mood that you want to learn more about. One of mine is pick something you wish you were good at and just chuck it a try fun so i did this with watercolors because i always get annoyed that i'm like i feel like i am someone who should be able to paint <laughs> like it just like i should be able to paint it's the same thing as how i should be able to play piano mm-hmm. like it just doesn't make sense that i can't paint or ski. so i just got some watercolor paints yeah but the skiing is like it's weird i'm the only person in my family that wasn't taken skiing as a child so that's not my fault yeah that's a failure by my parents yeah. nicole and andrew it's a failure by you it's fucked up but sorry guys <laughs> it suddenly felt bad to sing your parents on the podcast they're great i'm sorry guys <laughs> my mom does listen um but i've told her she can't ever get mad at me for anything i say on here because this is my personal space you also can't get mad so, at me for saying oh god i feel bad <laughs> but yeah just try it because i just bought some watercolors and then i just like i don't know did some outline drawings and did some painting and now i'm like fuck yeah i love it, it doesn't have to be perfect but it's very satisfying nice to um just try something that you feel like you should be able to do. Also, so you know, did you know, okay, yeah, you go. that your brain starts deteriorating if you're not learning new oh, things? Oh my god, I thought so you were going to say like, at a certain age. I'm like, Ugh. well, yes, our brains are dying, Fiona. Ugh. But one of the best ways to slow that down slash stop it is if your brain is learning new things. It's like it's very good for your brain. I didn't write down the science on that, but that's an actual fact. Nice, just learning new um, things. Just I will say though, I feel like there need to be some limits because. You know how you're like, oh, there's like something that I feel like I'd be good at and I just need to give it a try? I'm not exaggerating that when I say every single time I see videos of acrobats like <laughs> flying through the sky and like doing crazy flips and like jumping through fire hoops, I'm like, I can do that. Like every part of my being is like, I could do that. Okay, and what part of you didn't break your fucking toe trying to do intense physical... <laughs> like, you're like, guys, don't be so silly as you, like, walk with a limp for six straight no, months. No, but that's why I'm saying, I'm like, this is where Riley would tell me to reel it in, because all the time I like videos on TikToks of, like, acrobats, like, on, like, a fire wheel and then flying into the air, and I'm, I just look at her, I'm like, I reckon I could do it, though. She's like, no, you can't do that. I'm like... It's... One of your current goals, Fiona, is literally doing the fucking splits. That's one of your current goals that you're working towards. You're telling me that has nothing to do with the, the connection you feel to acrobats. <laughs> I, I'm just saying they to people, can exist if there's a way for you to... They can exist simultaneously oh where I believe that I need to work on doing the splits, but I could also fly through the air with ease. <laughs> Great. I also know that I went to a trampoline park oh once and oh I couldn't even hold on to the little oh bar thing to fly oh myself my into a big pile of like cushions. I couldn't that hold myself like up. That sounds like a you enough. problem, Fiona. It sounds like a you problem. Anyway. If someone else wants to become an acrobat, maybe they can do it. <laughs> my next tip for expanding your horizons while you're at home is having themed days based on countries. Maddie and I did this. You may have seen us post about it on social media. Um... But we just picked a day, like, for example, Italy. I'm sorry, picked a country, for example, Italy, and made Italian food, watched Italian movies, like movies set in Italy and stuff. It was great. Yeah, it was a great time. It was so yeah. fun. Another one is to watch a documentary on something that you've never watched a documentary about. Um, a little disclaimer um, to not maybe make it about 
9-11 conspiracy theories because <laughs> that can go wrong. But if there's a topic that you yeah. don't know that much about, for example, maybe how difficult it is to become an acrobat, um, maybe just watch a little doco on that and you can learn a bit more. Yeah. And as we've learned from every um, American television channel, just because it's in a documentary doesn't make it real. Honestly, anything with an American narrator, I'm like, you're talking shit. Yeah, don't buy it. <laughs> um, my final one ties into that, and it is choose a random subject and immerse yourself in it for several days via as many different mediums as possible. So podcasts, articles, documentaries, just books. the biggest ADHD mood. <laughs> yes, it's called a... Um, what is it? It's like a special subject. Yeah, yeah a special subject, um, yeah. <laughs> then when you feel like you've completed it, pick something else and move on. <laughs> So, for instance, earlier, like last year, uh-huh. I completed shipwrecks. <laughs> I completed <laughs> yes. Yeah. I watched like dozens of documentaries about ocean liners sinking. <laughs> um, I listened to the audiobook of like first-hand accounts of survivors of the Titanic. <sighs> I then listened to an audiobook that was like twenty-three hours long about the Batavia mutiny, <laughs> Batavia, whatever. Like, just really immerse yourself in everything about one subject, and then when you've completed it, just pick something else. It's <laughs> really an ADHD mood. Uh, my yeah. final one is just to go on digital museum and gallery tours. It's not the same as the real thing, but when you're in lockdown doing the same thing over and over again, you take what you can get. Um, so a lot of museums and galleries will just have like full digital tours that you can do. So you just go and explore the different rooms. You can click on a photo, like an artwork, and they'll tell you a bit about it. Um, it's just a bit of fun. Get cultured yeah. without leaving the house. Exactly. And as long as your brain is learning something, your brain is not dying as much as it would be otherwise. Yeah. So that's great. I'm now stressed about that a little bit, but that's fine. Yeah, well, remember you stopped getting new experiences and then you lost all your brain cells I last year. I did, though. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Well, the next segment, Maddie, I'm so excited for this. So, as we know, this is how to boss your year, babe. And we couldn't do that without talking about boss babes. And we all know our feelings towards boss babes here at the podcast, um, which is that we would love to be one. <laughs> no, which is that... We're not, we're not going to join your MLM. That's the general vibe. But please try. They give you great compliments. Yeah. They give you great compliments. I've never had a boss babe reach out to me. Really? That's why I sent you that TikTok. I thought it was relatable. Oh, no. Oh. No. I've had a few. This is upsetting. How come boss babes don't think I could achieve things? I could I be. Know. I think that's something for you to stew on in your free time. Anyway, there's not much that we actually want to mimic from a boss babe in our real lives. I just want to be included regardless. Um, But there are some genuine lessons that we can learn from boss babes. And so I went down the boss babe rabbit hole once more and I pulled out a few things that we could actually learn from them. So one is they always love to wear a blazer. (laughs) No matter what they're doing, they're wearing a blazer. And I'm not saying we should all wear blazers because no, thank you. Um, But it can be helpful for your work and business stuff to have a uniform so, like, when you wake up, you're not having to use as much decision-making energy towards what you're going to wear. And also, a blazer does give, in normal circumstances, a powerful vibe. So, if you have, like, a work uniform that gives you a powerful vibe, that can actually help you to get more done. Or just get dressed properly. Or just get dressed. Love that. Yeah. Some people find that just wearing shoes helps them work better. Like, just figure out whatever you want. For me, wearing a blazer makes me feel restricted and miserable. I would never want to wear a blazer. High school. Yeah. Um, but... You know, that is a good lesson. They dress for the life yeah, that they Yeah, find out what works for you. Um, mm. The next lesson, Maddie, is to have faith in yourself. 
Um, a lot of them are very much fake it till you make it, but the, it's just a lie for them. Like, they never actually make it. They just talk about how rich they are and pretend they're rich to lure more people in to their pyramid scheme. So we're going to fake it, but then we're actually going to make it. But until you make it, yeah. fake it till you make it. Have faith in yeah, yourself. Yeah, have faith in yourself, but don't use that faith to ruin others financially in the hopes that you'll make back some of your debt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cutting out the non-believers. <laughs> So a lot of the time in MLMs, I mean, it's pretty culty. So don't do this in an MLM or in a cult. But people will be like, my sister, who's been my best friend my entire life, has said that I shouldn't be doing this. And often in an MLM or a cult, it's a good thing to listen to that sister. Um, but in general, if there's haters, if there's people who don't think that you're going to be capable of achieving what you're setting out to achieve, you don't need them cut them out yeah i think we're all relatively intelligent here and there is a difference between people voicing like well-natured concerns and people just being real fucking downers exactly yeah so yeah if someone is consistently bringing you down if they're a drain and not a radiator cut them the fuck out (laughs) um the next one is to dream big so no one can deny that the mlm is a dreaming big they're like oh i'm gonna buy this really bad hair product and then make my millions um, so dream big, but don't or like once others. I finally reach the tier where they'll start paying some payments on this branded car that I can drive around, then I'll feel happy inside. <laughs> exactly. And my husband will come back. <laughs> exactly. So dream big, but don't exploit others to make that dream happen. Um, and yeah. the final one is to focus what's important to you. So MLM people are really good at identifying what's important to people. So they might be like, Hey girl. Do you want to spend more time at home with your family? Or like, hey, do you want financial freedom? So they're good at identifying what's important to you. Um, But it's good to not use that as a pain point to exploit others into joining an MLM. Yeah, just use it to motivate yourself. Just use it to motivate yourself and figure out what's important to you. And that will help you to just get more things done. And those are my genuine lessons from Boss Babes. If you're like, this has been so much information to take in. We basically have just written like five dot points that sum it all up. These are the bare bones, five steps to, to get a little fresh start. Let's smash them out, Maddie. Start by having a clean, declutter whatever you feel is necessary. That's step one. Mm-hmm. Then identify your pain points and try to solve them with a goal each. So just write down what the things are that are issues in your life that you're not happy with. And then come up with a goal that will help you make progress in that area. Next, write down a why for each goal so you remember why it's important to you. Then set up routines that work for you and your brain slash life and that work towards your goals. And don't go too big with this at first because, again, it's better to start achievable and build up than to overwhelm yourself and get discouraged. And the fifth step is to start tackling things immediately. So as soon as you're you're finished planning, start. start. Or just like set deadlines that you have to meet them by. Yeah, because sometimes it does help to be like, on Monday morning, I'm starting. Like, mentally, for some of us, that does really work. But if there is something you can start on right away, just just start doing it. Because starting is the hardest part of, like, pretty much anything. I say that as someone with ADHD, but I'm led to believe it applies to normies, too. (laughs) Um, And also just set firm start dates and deadlines on your goals. Like, give yourself a time frame for the goals. Yeah. We are going to do a productivity episode because we have a lot of notes here that, like, we haven't even gone into. (laughs) Um, But we think that, you know, this is good for for a fresh start. A good starter. Um, But before we wrap things up, Maddie, I reckon we should talk about some things that we're going to be 
leaving in 2020 and things that we're going to be bringing into 2021. And these are things you can do as well. You can sit down and you can be like, I'm going to leave this in 2020. And I'm going to bring this with me into my new life. Woohoo! I'm going to kick things off. So the first one is we're going to be leaving New Year, New Me. And not in the way that people like, guys, like, let's walk in real quiet. Don't move anything around. Like, you know, that tweet that everyone just kept sharing and making their own versions of. It's not that. I think that instead, we're going to be bringing in a more holistic approach where we accept that things can take time or less than a year or more than a year. So, like, actually understanding that, like, we're setting the goals at the start of the year and we're obviously doing a, you know, new year, you know, let's boss this year, babe, podcast episode at the start of the year. But sometimes the goals that you're setting now might be done in two months. So why is that a yearly goal? So just actually a more holistic approach is what we want to bring in. Okay, mine are a bit more concise. Um, My first one is leaving not fake tanning for months at a time and bringing Saint-Tropez and a merry little song in my heart. Love that. Um... My next one is leaving Fifth Harmony fans. They are done and bring back Jesse. Oh. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, one of them, I was like, I guess we are leaving Jesse in 2020. <laughs> no, we're not. Bring we carry back. her with us in our hearts. Always. Um, leaving concrete acceptance of the reality of long term travel implications of the pandemic <laughs> and just blindly allowing myself to visualize the next time I will be in Venice, trusting that the universe will get me there and I don't need to attach a time frame to it. It's fine. It'll happen. I will be back in Italy super soon. All good. Leave it, twins. Bring it, triplets. I just feel like we need to go big or go home. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. Um, leaving catering to someone else's emotional needs over my own at great personal cost. <laughs> Yeah, what are, what are we bringing, Maddie? <laughs> and bringing perhaps the most fruitfully chaotic and hashtag oh so very me energy of my life to date. Leave it reels, but bring it bullying on reels. I'm talking Instagram reels, by the way. I feel like we have discussed this many times, but the main issue with reels on Instagram is that the- People are getting away with too much They're getting shit. away with too much. On TikTok, you would be slammed down for doing something so cringe. It's not happening on reels. Let's bring it. <laughs> We need a negative cultural shift in just this we one instance. We need more cyberbullying in 2021. This is one instance where toxicity is missed. <laughs> Leaving 16 hours a day of Animal Crossing and bringing like maybe two or three hours of The Sims. Conscious downtime is an essential part of productivity. <laughs> We're leaving music for straight people. So like Ed Sheeran, Halsey, probably Jessica Malboy, Chainsmokers, Imagine Dragons, that kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're bringing in appropriating straight people music. So there's like gay music where people are like, oh, like Girl in Red, Sweater Weather, Code in Grey. But like that song, like the oops, baby, fuck on your bitch, like oops, like that one, bop. I want that to be owned by the gays. Basically anything by TikTok or musically stars like Jacob Satorius songs. I want that for the gay community. Leaving a complete lack of alone time and personal space. Bringing however the fuck many One Direction posters I want wherever (laughs) I want them. (laughs) Sounds great, Maddie. Leave it, family vloggers. Bring it, teenagers dissing family vloggers because they're finally starting to get old enough to speak out and I'm excited. Yes. Leaving literally every single person whose social media content does not give me good vibes, bringing a lot of very basic but uplifting vloggers going about their basic but uplifting everyday lives and sharing little wins that make me feel happy for them and invigorated for my own vibrant future. Love that. My final one is actually quite similar. So mine is leaving trash influences because we can all see now after 2020 who was trash, who held parties or traveled or had a wedding. Like we can see now 
Um, and we're going to be bringing Only Praising Cabin Fever podcast, your unproblematic, mm, probably problematic faves. And my final one is leaving freezer dumplings and bringing mozzarella sticks. <laughs> that's a good one, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> that's how we're doing. Oh, my God. That's our little tippy tips on a fresh start, whether you're listening to this in January or July. Because we are big advocates of like having that fresh restart and reset when you need it. We just want to be topical right now and everyone does it in January, but we will do this any time of the year. Yeah, whenever you feel a fresh start vibe in your soul, like fucking go it. for it. So things that are honorable mentions that we now obviously will be making whole episodes about are Productivity and the moon cult. We hear you. You want the moon cult. A big part of a fresh start is astrology. Okay, we get it. Yeah. We'll do the moon cult. We will. We will get it. However, it will not be the next episode because the next episode is going to be a real fucking doozy. (laughs) That it is. And one that no other podcast would dare to do. They really wouldn't. So, Um, you know what? Probably for for good reason. It's probably for a very good reason they wouldn't choose to do it. Um, Well, as I said, um, I am ushering in a new era of good natured chaos. Innovation. It's innovation. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's called bravery. Look at the fuck up. Anyway, <laughs> that's it from us for today. Um, hop on over to at Hey Cabin Fever on Instagram and Twitter, where I will have made some graphics so you can remind yourself of whatever the hell we've said during this yeah, episode. Yeah, time for us to shimmy down this palm tree and start our life on land again. Ta-ta. Bye. Bye. <laughs>